Hello, welcome to the third episode of The Trillist, hosted by Sia. I would like to welcome my wonderful guest, Isabella Simonetti, um, here today to have an interview. And Isabella is such an interesting character, interesting in like an amazing way. I have this vibe that she's going to be famous in the future because she just has one of those personalities. She's not basic and she's really cool. So to start off, Isabella, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like your involvement in the DP, any interesting articles people might have, could have, I know they heard about? Yeah, (laughs) sure. Um, Thanks for gassing me up. Um, I'm a sophomore at Penn, and I'm studying English right now. And outside of school, the biggest thing I do is I write opinion columns for the DP. Um, And last year, I wrote an article for 34th Street, which, you know, for better or worse, is probably what most people recognize me for on campus um, about my experience with Sorority Rush. Um, but I've also written a bunch of other stuff since then about, um, like last week I wrote an article about legalizing prostitution and I, yeah, and I interviewed a bunch of, um, sex workers in Pennsylvania. (laughs) That is so cool. Yeah. So, um, can you tell us like the article, like the name of the article and is it in like 34th street or the DP? Yeah. So this was an opinion column Mm -hmm. in the DP. And the name of the article is Risky Business, the Case for Legalizing Prostitution, or It's Time for PA to Legalize Prostitution. Nice. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm just going to tell them. So the article that she wrote for the DP, it was under 34th Street, correct? Uh, which one? Sorority Rush yeah, Failed Me. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it's called Sorority Rush Failed Me. Um, it will fail again, mm-hmm. and it's under the 34th Street magazine. Um, and could you tell us like a little bit like the specifics of what you wrote about and yes. Yeah, sure. Um, so I wrote for 34th street last semester. So the second semester of my freshman year, um, and coincidentally, um, I started writing for them right when I decided to try rushing sororities at Penn. Um, cause that happens at the beginning of second semester. So my editor asked if I would just write about my experience, however it turns out, um, if I ended up joining or not. And I was a little hesitant to at first, um, because I, you know, I wanted to just go through the experience. I didn't want to have to worry about interviewing people and writing about it, but I agreed to because writing seemed more important to me than actually joining a sorority. Um, but regardless... I still really wanted to be in a sorority, and I didn't, I knew a fair amount about Greek life at Penn, um, just from what I'd heard from other people, and there are a few sororities that are pretty valued among certain groups, Um, so I think, you know, I had brainwashed myself a little bit into wanting to be in a few of those sororities, so I rushed, and I ended up getting cut from a lot of the different sororities that I was interested in, Um, and by the end of the process, I still had two sororities left, um, and I thought about, um, like, continuing with it and seeing if I could get into one of those, but I ultimately decided not to, because I was like, this just seems ridiculous, like, the places where, like, regardless of status or whatever, the places where I felt like I had the best conversations I was cut from, so I wrote about that experience and, like, what, how Greek life is valued at Penn, 
and also why like the toll it takes on the self-esteem of women who choose to participate in sorority rush Mm. and i know you received a lot of backlash um last semester isabella and i were in the same spanish class it was very it was an accelerated course so very close there's only 12 of us and we really got to know each other and i remember that like really shocked me that people would react in this way um for your like personal truth so could you tell like elaborate on that yeah sure um so last semester um it was like I'd received negative feedback about articles I'd written before um just because that's the nature of being a journalist um especially at a place like Penn where people have very strong opinions um but this was probably like since it was pretty well read um like just widely read across campus um and a lot of people feel personal about their greek organizations this received a lot of feedback so women in sororities were mad i got a lot of comments on the article also some people tried to contact me um and like friend me on facebook and stuff so that they could send me messages um um but i mean i also got a lot of positive feedback people who had said they had the same experience so that was rewarding um but at the same time it was hard to like not pay attention to the negative comments i got and not think, wow, did I do the wrong thing? Like, should I have not have done this? Am I all wrong? Um, and then this semester, I actually wrote a piece for Refinery29 based mm. on that article, and um, I got more messages from people in sororities here. So um, yeah. I just, like, my student, like, I'm not allowed to respond to them, so. <laughs> yeah. So with Refinery, how did they get in contact with you? Because I actually read that article. Yeah. And, um, yeah. People generally just, like, message you on Facebook, um, and I got a few messages, but the standard, I just don't really like to respond to them, um, or just pass them along to whoever my editor is, Mm -hmm. um, just because it's, you know, I don't want to engage in conversation, yeah. Oh, I meant, how did Refinery contact you? Oh, how did Refinery contact me? Um, they had read a column I wrote for the DP about sorority dues, Mm -hmm. um, it was called The Price Tag of Sisterhood. Um, Can you elaborate? Like, on Yeah, what sure. So I just like looked in, because the cost of dues aren't public online and the information online isn't accurate or up to date. Um, so I did some research, talked to girls who were in sororities, found out how much it costs to join each one. And I talked about how like the dues could be exclusionary to certain groups of people who want to join. And... Then Refinery, someone from Refinery29 came across it. I'm not sure how. And she emailed me and asked if I'd be interested in writing a piece for them. Um, And I said, yeah, um, of course, (laughs) because it would be a good opportunity to get my writing out there. So I did that. um, And that came out in the fall, a few days before my 19th birthday. Um, Mm. And since then, I've kind of said goodbye to that issue and like started writing about different stuff. So, like, enough about that. Um, yeah. Switch gears a little bit. How did you um, first, like, what age were you when you first knew you wanted to be a journalist? And why did you come across this passion? Yeah. Um, so, I didn't know I wanted to be a journalist until I got to college. But I always knew I wanted to be a writer, like, mm-hmm. since I was in preschool. Um, just because I think it, it was something that helped me deal with a lot of stuff that went on during my childhood um, and just made me feel good about myself because 
um, like somehow words, like writing my thoughts down were easier than speaking them out loud sometimes. Um, and I'm also just crap at math. Um, <laughs> aren't we all? Yeah. So, um, and then when I got to Penn, I, I mean, I worked for my school newspaper. I started my school newspaper in high school. Um, so when I got to Penn, I really wanted to be involved because I knew how important publications could be just like as a community. So I joined the DP and I thought it would just kind of be like a side thing that I would do, but it became something a lot bigger than that to me. Um, and now it's something that I'm still doing and it's a big part of my life here at Penn. Nice. So I've noticed with like your other articles and like mm -hmm. the backlash and it's not just backlash, like people like what she writes. Mm -hmm. She's awesome. Um, how have you like developed thick skin? And I know this could be used in like a variety of contexts for like, yeah. Girls, guys, they, them, like anywhere in mm -hmm. any parts of life. We all need thick skin. Yeah. Um, I think just something that I've been working on recently and this seems trivial is just like not to care what other people think of you because, um, you know, I'm doing my work and a lot of people have read my articles and that's my goal um, to like write things that matter to me. And I'm not always going to be right. Um not everything I've said is 100% accurate. It's just what I think. Um, and I'm just giving it my all and getting practice with what I love to do and just trying to ignore the people that have something to say about that because there are always going to be people that you don't vibe with or don't like you. Um, and that's just a part of life. But if you let that get in the way of what you want to do, it's, what's the point? Very true. So have you... Do you think um, you writing and not hiding your opinions and so on have affected your social life here at Penn and so on? Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I've thought about a few times, like, what if I never started writing for the DP? Like, I could just, um, and it's not a huge deal, but, like, sometimes people recognize me and they're like, oh, you write the articles for the DP. Um, and... I wonder, like, what it would be like just to be, like, more anonymous on campus. Um, but I don't regret it at all. Um, but it's just it kind of made me realize, like, who my friends are, like, who can just, like, even if they don't agree with everything I say, who can just be, like, cool with what I do. Mm -hmm. So what other, like, articles do you have, like, bubbling up or subjects do you plan to write on and so on in this year? Yeah, um... So right now I'm working on a piece about um, priests who um, have abused mem like boys in the Catholic Church. Essentially, are you going to talk about the case in like Pennsylvania? Yeah, okay. and like the case in Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm working on that. Still, kind of need to work work it like on the pen angle um mm -hmm. but that should be out in a few weeks or like one or two weeks um and I recently wrote the story about prostitution and then before that I wrote about Betsy DeVos's sexual assault guidelines um mm -hmm. and I'm trying to think before that I wrote about the opioid crisis that's something and how it can affect pen students that's something that I really want to continue to pursue because I think it's an important issue so I'm kind of gearing towards more, like, Pennsylvania-wide issues um, mm. as opposed to just pen problems. Right. And how do you, like, select um, each of your subjects? Like, what, wh where are you most creative? I know with yeah. me, like, when I'm at the gym 
or in the shower. Mm. Um, let's see. Well, sometimes, like, right before I go to bed, I'll just think of something, um, and I will have read an article. I'll be on Twitter or something and be like, oh, I gotta write that down, and I have a note on my phone. Um, but a lot of the times when I'm in the opinion office and the DP with my editor, like, we'll just, like, come up with all these crazy ideas, and then... Like, we'll stop and say, oh, like, that one could actually be cool. And then we'll, like, run around and tell everybody it. Um, and they'll kind of laugh at us. <laughs> and then we'll come up with something a week later. Nice, nice. And um, for the prostitution article, mm-hmm. how did you find the prostitutes? Did you interview actual prostitutes? Yeah. Um, how was that process? So, um, this, I have to give the idea, like, credit mainly to my editor, um, can you tell us your editor's name? Yeah, Harry, okay. Harry Trustman. Um, he's the opinion editor for the DP. Um, and he, um, we, we noticed that the strip club, club Atlantis had closed um, recently, and we were thinking about doing something that had to do with, you know, stripping sex work um, in Pennsylvania. So then he was like, what about, like, legalizing prostitution? So... Um, we had some preliminary conversations, like one, like on Friday night, we sat in the office and went on escorting websites and called up like the listings of girls that were on there. And some of them ended up being prostitutes. Some of them were just escorts and like waited for people who were willing to talk to us. Um, and we spoke to them about their experiences, which were actually pretty scary. (laughs) Um, and made me and Harry I think care a lot about the topic and then the next day like on Saturday morning I was actually really upset from what I had heard um when I was talking on the phone with them just talking about like violent experiences they'd had how they were afraid of the police etc um and I also interviewed a Penn student who was in Huntsman um who left to become a sex worker full-time wow and then recently came back to Penn um in Wharton she's working on her degree in entrepreneurship now okay yeah that's so fascinating where can we read this article yeah um it's on the dp.com go to the opinion section and it's there and you can also search up isabella simonetti's name um and all her articles will pop up yeah will pop up all right michelle obama has a quote that says the one way to get me to work my hardest was to doubt me i feel like maybe i'm just giving that to you but I feel like that's a thing that you also reflect yeah I mean definitely I wouldn't work as hard as I did if people loved everything um I mean it's nice to get praised that definitely motivates me too like um but a lot of what gets me readership is people who don't like it and they like send it to their friends um and that's the goal to get my article as widely read as possible um so I think that definitely motivates me and it also motivates me just to like add as many facts in there as possible and like make sure the narrative is really compelling so that they don't have as much to say um that's negative or they can say like all right I might not agree with this but there's an argument here Mm -hmm. um but I'm definitely not as wise as Michelle Obama (laughs) um we're working we're all working towards that um all right, and before I leave you, I have, like, two more topics I want to discuss. Yeah. Um, speaking on, like, mental health and, like, Penn launching their mental wellness um, mm-hmm. campaign, do you think that, like, yourself and, like, other writers at the DP and other people who are, um, who have active, loud voices on campus are um, well-supported? Do you think there are 
institutions in place to help with what mm-hmm. can come with that kind of lifestyle. Um, you mean like working as a student journalist and the yeah. backlash that comes with that? Um, you know, I can't speak for everyone on the DP. I can really only speak for myself. Um, just because I don't think it's something like that we talk about so much. We really talk about it in the opinion section, backlash you can get for your articles. Um, but like people who write news, I don't know if they talk about it or not. Um, but it's something that I, I feel really supported like within the DP and just like talking to my editor, Harry, I'm really lucky just to have him as a resource because he like feels a connection to what we write too. But in general, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel supported by my friends. Like I'll send them some of the comments I get and they'll be like, Oh, that's stupid. And we can like make fun of it and feel better about myself. Um, but I don't know if I feel, I feel supported by my friends and by the people at the DP, but like by the wider pen community, maybe not. Um, Are there like things that you think, um, like administration should put in place to support this like niche group? Sure, Mm -hmm. they're working on it, but um, I think student journalists and the administration are often like just a conflict of interest for them to work together sometimes because we like it's our job to write about their faults, um, so that's not always something that pleases them, um, but at the same time, it's our duty, um, I mean, I think that mental health resources on campus in general just need to be improved which is clear um but and and I think by doing that people who are at the DP could take advantage of those resources but I think like the way that I've really felt that I can get help is like from people at the DP so just like that community in and of itself right awesome and before we go I'd Mm -hmm. like to ask um Where do you see yourself in five years and ten years? Hmm. Um, Well, hopefully I will be employed um, (laughs) in five years. I would like to work for a media company, um, whether that's Facebook or, like, a newspaper. Um, Ideally doing something investigative with media. Um, I'd like to live abroad um, and... Like, in what country? I know you've I mean, been to Dubai. Yeah, I have yeah. been to Dubai. Um, I would like to live in London. Okay. I, um, or somewhere in the UK. Yeah. Um, just because I really like it there, but honestly... Same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Honestly, um, anywhere where I can get a job that pays me mm-hmm. doing what I really want to do. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for yeah. coming on and letting me interview you i hope it was successful and you felt comfortable and so on yeah thank you um and thank the audience for listening and i would also like to thank zach cardner for um being the sound engineer and engineering this episode and um thank the kelly writers house rexler studio for having us peace and love Mm -hmm.